Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Bob Carvella. Bob, welcome to another podcast. Good to be back again, Steve. Uh, you just, literally just, finished preaching. Hot uh, off the press. Yes. So, how you feeling? I mean, I know, oh, man. I know when I am done preaching, I want nothing more than to go home and take a nap. Well, you know, here at Liberty, if people don't know, we have this great green room. So we come back, there's just, there's food everywhere, right? It's just like, there's drinks. It's just like, I'm getting a massage while we're, while we're recording uh, where this. Where is this room no, now, Steve? We do not have a green room like that. Yeah. So, uh, I feel, yeah, that was a great, um, yeah, great opportunity to preach. Was grateful for it. Um, you get to be the one to ask some questions. I'll weave some questions in because they're on my yeah. screen in front of me, but... Um, obviously, I'm on the hot seat a little bit yeah, yeah. after just preaching, but yeah, it's good. Beautiful day outside. Great Sunday of worship. Yeah, it was great to be together with God's people. Uh, Pentecost Sunday. Yes. Great to have uh, a B read um, from Romans. Uh, just a, a wonderful morning of considering God sending his spirit and the gospel going out to yep. all the nations. And um, in the in the first service, Brittany Racine read uh, the same passage in Vietnamese. Vietnamese? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hidden talents. Hidden talents. Well, it's a lot of skills out there. Yeah, yeah it's always yeah. interesting when, you, when it's beautiful to hear scripture in other languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always trying to see if I can discern or decipher any moment. Yeah, you know. And I think in Hindi, when Abhi was reading, I could, I could, I could hear the moment where it was when we cry out, "Abba, Father." Yes, yes. That's the I only heard. thing I picked That's up. The only right? thing I got. I go, okay. Which I guess "Abba" is a Greek word. I guess. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay. So that's why it's probably "Abba" and. There you go. Every language. It was close enough. Yeah. So I got that part. I was like, oh, that's where we are. Yeah. But it was it was great to hear. Yeah, great to hear them read in different languages. And it's awesome that that God uh, God's goodness is for all people in all languages. Yes. Right? And so I think the sermon wasn't on all people because of their tongues, but right. it is great that it is God's goodness is for all people, even yeah. in their languages. Yeah. So that's a great transition to talking specifically about the sermon. Yeah. Um you covered Psalm 145, a section of that, and then also First Peter 1 into chapter 2, uh, touching on uh, providence and peace. Just maybe a 60 or 90 second high level for folks who may be listening to this on Tuesday. Sure. Who need to be refreshed about what your, your sermon focused on. Uh, what what were the main key takeaways that you would like people to know from your sermon? Yeah, so our sermon today was on uh, God's goodness to all, right? So we're in this nine-sermon series on God's goodness, and God's goodness encompasses a range uh, of, of, of pieces and aspects to it. And so God is good all the time, but what does that mean for us? It's like, well, that takes nine sermons at least, mm-hmm. if not more, to really oh, figure yeah. that out. And so today was God's goodness to all. And so... Um, I, I divided that into two points. One, God's goodness to literally all people in his providence. God, via his providence, is giving good things to all people, even the things that are hard, that we would say that's still God's goodness in his providence because he is not by chance, but purposely giving to all people everything they have, mm-hmm. believers and unbelievers. The second piece is um, God's goodness to all um, in his peace. And so that all is no longer literally all people, but it's believers. 
So God's peace, the goodness that comes with God's peace is for those with whom he has peace. And so if if you have God's peace, you are in the all to which that goodness comes. Yeah. 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 And there are words like that in scripture that sometimes have different meaning depending on the context, all being one of them. And I thought you you brought that out really well today. World is another one. World has multiple meanings depending on the context of what what's being discussed. So. I really appreciated the points you made about um, just reminding us that those verses about like God is slow to anger and abounding in love. That's that certainly is true for believers. But it's you look around and if God was not slow to anger, wow, there there would we would see a lot going on right now, especially in response to some of the, the things that are going on, even in this month. Uh, in the past several weeks, but he is slow to anger. He's abounding in love. Uh, he doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants his desires for all to come. Yeah. Um, and all of his chosen ones do come. Uh, that's a sure promise that we have. Um, but then particularly the, the, the peace of Christ, uh, that that's something that only believers can truly experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that's available to us because of what Christ has done for us. Not that we qualify for that peace. Uh, he grants us that yeah. peace. Yeah, and I, even, I, I, I mentioned in that, in the section on God's peace, how it's because of the peace we have with God that we even then have a greater understanding of the providence. Yes. So, you know, sometimes maybe, um, uh, sure, plainly talking to an unbeliever saying all the all the good and hard things of your life come from God, it's like, they're not ascended to that thought yet. They don't agree with it yet necessarily. Mm-hmm. Well, as believers, it doesn't mean that then all the good things are obvious or the hard things are easy. Right. Um, no, that doesn't happen just because we are we have peace with God. Yeah. But in the peace, we now have a deeper understanding of that providence. Because yeah. um, now we can more fully understand the good and the hard things that come from God. And mm-hmm. since then, not being by chance, why that's good for us. Yeah. So the, the peace brings even more understanding of the providence. And that's where a number of the Psalms that I can think of are really helpful because uh, whether it's the Psalmist David or another uh, person who wrote a Psalm, uh, various Psalms, they express that they don't understand what is happening in their life right now. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Whether it's something happening in their life that is difficult or hard and it doesn't make sense. Or seeing other people who reject God openly prosper, and it doesn't make sense. Right. But then, oftentimes, they they look back and they're reminded of God's goodness in the past. He's never failed them. He's been faithful. He's been true. He's been just. Yep. And so that provides a foundation for them to say, I may not understand what's going on now, but I know that my God is good and that he is sovereign, that he's in control of everything. And so I'm going to trust in him even through this hard situation that yep. I'm going through. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's good. Bob, we had a couple questions come in. Right after the service. Right at, we know what last week, I think of the podcast, we said we were recording this right after the Sunday sermon. And so yeah. if you had questions, get them in. We had someone email a question and then also someone uh, sidled up to me after the service and asked the question as well. Um, so I'll read them. Not that, you know, usually I read them to Matt because Matt's the one who preached and I'm asking his questions. So I don't mean to be automatically asking you questions. I'm just putting them out there for either one of us 
to answer. So okay. We, so you're not putting me. You're no, not turning this around. You're welcome, of course, to speak first, but that's not the. That's not what I mean to be doing here. So, <laughs> all right. The question came in. So, um, one person had two questions. Let me actually read both of them. Do we uh, allow people to ask more than one question? That's okay. Um, it comes with an extra tithe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> all right. So. Um, how to live better. So how do we live better in the right now? So I was talking about, um, really when we have God's peace, um, we experience that peace now and we're being built up into more and more peace, more and more of salvation and for all of eternity. Yep. But we can have that peace now. Yes. Um, and then he also asked how to combat, um, sin with contentment or battle even envy with contentment. So we do see, so he has two different separate questions there. One is about in God's peace. We can experience it now. How do we do that? One about God's providence. Hey, everybody gets good gifts from God, even the even the unbelievers. But when we see them prospering, gosh, that makes us envious. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. do we do with that? Right. When it seems like they're getting better yeah. gifts. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So those were the those were the two questions uh, that came through. So, Bob, I'm happy to jump in if you want me to, or if you have an immediate thought that comes to mind, throw it out there. No, go ahead. Why don't you you yeah. kick things off and then I'll I'll counterpunch. Yeah, and, sure. So yeah. Uh, the one on God's peace. So I did. I likened you know God's peace where I can sometimes sometimes think of God's peace as like a vacation that hasn't come yet. Yeah. You know, it's like we know eternity will be filled with all this goodness. We know we have forgiveness in the name of in the work of Christ. Uh, we have peace with God, but we still struggle with hard things of life, suffering, pain. Um, you know, failures, whatever it may be, grief, death, sin. So is it is 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 the peace we have with God just one of these things we get later? Um, no, we don't. I can think of it that way. I can think of it as like the vacation I haven't gone on yet. I know I'm going to be on vacation, but I'm not experiencing that vacation now. I'm only looking forward to it. Yeah. God's peace is actually something we experience now, and we're being built up into more and more of it, and we will be in it fully in eternity. So the question of, well, how do I... How do I, how am I content now? Right. How do I do better now? In the now part yep. of that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, most immediately, I mean, sometimes we have a little bit of time to think about the answers. Right mm-hmm. now, we're just jumping right in. So most immediately what comes to mind um, are some of the things that, um, you know, Jesus said not to be anxious about your life, um, nor what you eat, what your body, um, what you will put on for your father knows what you need. Mm-hmm. So like he talks about it, that's in Luke 12, maybe. Uh, so Jesus talks about that. Um, another note I wrote down was uh, Paul talking in Philippians about learning to be content. Um, we had preached through Philippians just recently, so I think that was even Matt. I think was preaching. We we talked through about contentment. I think yes. that was Matt was preaching yeah, on this so. section of Philippians, um, knowing how to be brought low, knowing how to abound or be brought high. Yes, um, I've learned the secret of being content is what Paul writes, mm-hmm. and so truly there is a there's a knowing. Even what's good about God's providence is not by chance. So one way we can actually be content is knowing that whatever we're getting from God, God is giving to us. Mm-hmm. And we can we, we can trust, not that it's easy, we can trust that it is good for us. So God knows what we need. God our Father knows what we need. Uh, we also need to learn the secret of being content. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't necessarily answered the question yet. So, well, how do we do that? Um, some things that came to mind were forgiving others just as we've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, fleeing from sin and from temptation, um, rejoicing in the midst of all circumstances. So even in there's sorrow, when we have sorrow or sadness, we're rejoicing that God is faithful, even in those moments mm-hmm. He's present with us. 
um, to be a blessing, to bless those who persecute us, right? Um, to really see see them as other beggars that need the same bread that we were given as beggars, you know, in the good news of the gospel. Um, yeah, another thing I wrote down was to, you know, to... Um, to, to, to turn away from the worldly pleasures and to seek the pleasures that come from the kingdom. Um, think about even, even at times we turn away from our families or our greatest, yeah. our close friends going like the priority is service to God. So I think this, like the secret to contentment, I think what Paul talks about is not a, not a secret like maybe we'd understand. Hey, Bob, let me give you a message. And once you hear the message, you got it. It's not like a secret, like a lotto ticket. The secret is a discipline. And a reframing of the mind over the journey of your entire life. Yeah. And that still is hard. But that is how I think we most most combat. Um, or that's how we most experience the goodness of peace now. Yeah. Knowing that we do experience it now and it's building us up more and more of what will come. I think a couple of ways that I think of that is is like so vertically, but then also horizontal horizontally. So vertically. Just really trying to uh, focus intentionally on being thankful mm, and yeah. and trying to develop a a a thankful heart. A I think that heart, a yeah. grateful heart. I think that that's one one element of it, and that's vertically giving thanks to God for all His His kindness to us. I I love the word kindness, and I've been thinking a lot about God's kindness in different situations. Mm. So. So thinking about his kindness and giving thanks to him for that, giving thanks to him for things that we take for granted, you know, uh, food, drink, shelter, air conditioning, all kinds of things. Just, just really trying to, to be thankful for the things that he's given us. And once you start, uh, giving thanks specifically for things, you'd be surprised how long that list goes. Yeah. And I think that that really helps to form our hearts to be thankful. And then horizontally, I think being uh, in fellowship with other believers mm-hmm. can really help us to to live more at peace in the now, uh, having fellowship, having people who build us up, who encourage us, all those one another's. Those yeah. aren't just random nice things that we're supposed to do for each other, but there there's a purpose behind all of that. All of those one another's help to build us up. Yeah. Help us to be at peace with God and at peace with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that comes to mind, um, uh, Christ saying, um, in this world, you will have trouble, Mm -hmm. but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yes. There's a piece of that. P I E C E. Not, not God's peace. There's a there's a part of that mm-hmm. that helps, which is uh, don't be surprised yeah. when things are hard. Uh, don't be surprised when we are faced with with pressures mm-hmm. and failures. Um, that's an that's that's human experience. Yeah. Um, but also we know that all of that produces and leads to this hope yes. that we have of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned that today in, in yes. the sermon, right? So it's from Romans, uh, Romans five, and so. Um, that's still hard. It's getting like oh, yeah. none of these answers are supposed like, where is this best done? This is best done in a relationship yeah. because even listening to a podcast is, or is an answer. Hey, we run the risk of just coming across the, well, here's an answer and, and right. you can go wrong with it as much as, um, you know, this confidence that we will have trouble and Christ overcome the world. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a foundational block yeah. to our hope. And yet we still 
have faced trouble, right? We still have to actually believe that Christ will go on. And, yeah. and I think any generation probably has lived and gone, like I'm prone to go, man, what a time we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look around, like the stuff that, that's going on in the world right now, wars and rumors of wars, and, you yeah. know, to echo scripture in some mm-hmm. way, but also just like the challenges with morality and values that we yeah. see um, in an advanced civilization. You're like, wow, what a, what a time. There are so many things going on in this world that we're feeling pressured by as Christians. Um, well, you know what? Probably every Christian has thought that when they were alive. Yeah, yeah. That's just like, that's the, that's the moment of right now. I'm alive, so I have to be thinking that. I'm sure mm-hmm. every generation has thought that. Um, Christ always uh, rises up to outlive his pallbearers, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, we, we always know that, that God will overcome the world. Yeah. So that believing that, I think, is the first, first and major uh, step toward, toward battling discontentment. Yep, and just remembering that that verse that in this world there will be troubles, but Christ has overcome the world. When we go through times of suffering, when we go through difficult times, whether it's physical suffering, emotional pain, relational strain, all those sorts of things, they're temporary. Yeah, they will end, but the peace that we have, the peace of Christ, that won't end. Right, and and that peace will continue by God's grace. Uh, to grow, and that will be for all eternity. Yeah. The hard times that we go through as Christians, uh, they will end. But uh, from Romans five, even in the midst of those sufferings, they produce endurance, they produce character, they produce hope. Yep. Uh, they're they're not purposeless, uh, just difficult slogs that we have to grind through, and we just try to get through the other side. But in the midst of all of that. God is doing good work in us. We just have to hang on to that. And that's where the encouragement of brothers and sisters can be so important. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I know I read both these questions and we've kind of bounced back and forth between them. I think is okay. To the one question, the the precise ask of how do we combat uh, and battle envy? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I would say, you know, we see that. I, I think I mentioned, I did, you know, mention Psalm 73 today where the psalmist asked that. Like I see the arrogant, you know, uh, prospering, you know, um, but we also see at the end of Psalm 73, um, the psalmist go, you know, realizing that the, the best thing is to turn to God, to see that actually the ways of the wicked are folly, um, and true, um, true fulfillment comes in what God provides. Um, and also maybe just practically, cause I know the person did ask me this, like practically how to battle envy. Well, Really, really practically, one, this, um, what we see other people prospering is only a, a part of the picture. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want my own peace to be found in, well, whatever I think they have is good is not actually all that good. Because at the heart of that is still me, like, battling envy, but covering it up with a justification that what they're getting is not as good as I think it is. Mm-hmm. But there is a piece of that that is, what someone is getting, what we see other people receiving as, as prosper, like that's not solving the greatest issues of the human heart. Mm-hmm. And for any one of us, we know we have these grand questions we have to answer with, you know, where did I come from? Who am I? What's wrong with me? How do I solve that? Where am I going after I die? Like all these, the greatest questions in the foundational parts of the human experience, every person has. Mm-hmm. And so what, yeah, sure. If we see the wicked, um, with more money and more vacations and fancier parties, um, that is that is something we can envy, 
or we like we can easily envy. Not that yep. we should, but we do. Yeah. We do envy things like that and much more. Um, even more simple things that we can envy. Just like someone has a bigger house, better car, a better vacation, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. There's so many things we can envy. Um, but we have to see ourselves as all wrestling with the same human condition. Mm -hmm. And that gratitude you mentioned before, one of the best ways to battle envy is with gratitude. And if our gratitude is for what God has done for us and then recognizing that we should want, we want that for the other person that we see around us in our lives, that will combat envy um, as, as much as anything else. Um, because what we have in Christ, we should want for others. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about envy and uh, in the social media age that we live in, there are so many ways in which envy can easily come upon us. We look at people's lives on Facebook or Instagram or any of the other platforms that are out there. And, man, everybody's life looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they, they, they drive the perfect car. They have the perfect home. They they go on the perfect vacations. Uh, they're they're. They look perfect. Everything about them looks perfect. But all we're seeing is an image, the image that they want out there. We're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes. And, and, you know, I'm not hoping that things behind the scenes are dark and dirty and that kind of stuff. But, but we all know that we, we live in a fallen world. We, we have aspects of our lives that we struggle with. We, uh, whether people know it or not, the big questions of life are there that they can maybe run from or ignore, but they're there and they probably are wrestling with them. But those kinds of things aren't the things they put out on social media. I know I don't. Um, So yeah, it's real easy to, to be able to look around and say, boy, my life doesn't seem to measure up to a person that I graduated from high school and, Mm. you know, that seemed to barely make it through high school and they're living in, uh, a great house and and driving a great car and what am I doing here? But uh, yeah, uh, you only see what people want you to see. Yeah, and envy itself is a is a very uh, pervasive, sneaky thing. Even when we just are looking at other people's lives with a with a desire to appreciate or admire, that turns quickly to envy yes, too. Like envy very just kind of seeps in. And so, um, any one of us that's envious, yes, that is sin. Um, but it's also part of the human condition of sin. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yes. it, it is sin that we both engage with, but it's also sin that we that we experience. Yes. It's part of our corruption. Yes. And so, um, so. so we got to battle that in, in different yeah. ways. And I do think gratitude is is a real uh, key to, yeah. to overcoming that. Here's the other question or the other questioner that, uh, that asked here. So what do you say to the person or a person who does not experience the comfort of God directly but seemingly only through the tangible work by hands of the faithful. Does the peace promise for believers take root and exist in knowledge or in feelings? Is it supernaturally experienced when you're alone with God and experienced through God's people, one or the other? That's the, the kind of question mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, again, you want me to, I can jump in or, okay, I'll jump in. So, um, I would say it's both. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's both that the, like the, like, the peace we experience from God comes in the goodness of God in different ways. And so uh, we have peace through the spirit and we have this literal, redemptive, justifying peace um, that we get through the, through the spirit um, that makes us right before God. 
Um, so there's there's that there's like all now it's like all right let's qualify the different expressions of peace mm-hmm. that we have experienced. Um, there's also I think maybe a uh, in, within the question though maybe peace is being used um, j- maybe joy like contentment the joy of peace the joy of the life we have the joy or the the receiving of the so-called gifts that we get from God whether yeah. they're quickly felt as good or we could go oh man that was good thanks God for that. Or it's like, hey God, that wasn't that was really hard. Is that was that oh that was good too for me? Like yeah. I don't I don't know if I quickly believe that. So I think the question there sounds like they're asking about is that peace, is that joy experienced from the gifts of God something that is our something that we feel or something that we experience? Is it only felt? Is it experienced? And I think it mm-hmm. I think again it's both. I think it comes from the work yeah. of the Spirit within us, and it comes to our how we understand who God is. It's like ascendancy in our mind mm-hmm. um, and then also our heart. I also think it comes from the blessings and gifts of others to us. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that. They also have this other question of um, what if they don't experience <laughs> the comfort of God directly, but only through other people. Yeah. Um, those are my initial thoughts. I don't know if you had things you want to jump in and contribute. Yeah. So one thing I thought of is that peace is a fruit of the spirit. It's one of the... Me too, yeah. Um, it's part of the fruit of the spirit that we receive as Christians. And I, so I, I think at a found, and I wonder too, whether it, it partly depends, people are wired different ways. So, so I know for me, I think for myself, the bulwark or the, the baseline is, is the knowledge of peace that I can read scripture mm-hmm. and know that because of Christ, I am at peace with God. And that is, that is a truth whether or not at any given moment I feel as if I am at peace with God. Mm-hmm. Um, the feelings kind of come and go. And thank God for those seasons when I not only can read Scripture and know that I am at peace with God, but I, I richly am experiencing that also. Yep. But then there are circumstances, some self-inflicted wounds because of my sin, some because of living in a fallen world and and just the pain that comes with that, those feelings of peace may not always be there. Yeah. But but the truth, the knowledge that I am at peace with God, uh, that that kind of functions as my uh, bulwark, uh, a bulwark never failing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's good. That's really good things there. Um, that one, the aspect of, and you you started to, you started to reference this a little bit. What if I don't experience the comfort of God directly? You know, um, and I think that is true. <laughs> yeah. I think we see that in scripture. David writes a lot about that in the Psalms. Um, he's, he's, he's the one who wrote, why God have you forsaken me? Yes. Um, Christ cries that out on the cross. Um, and so we, we, I think do have, you know, and I don't, I don't think it's a prescription to say, Hey, Christian, you will have this percentage of your life where you feel that way. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I know that we, we do, we can and do feel that way. Um, I think that there is a, um, you know, again, <laughs> just asked this question after we I just preached a moment ago, like verses that came to mind, um, like in Matthew, um, there's that blessed for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, right. For they will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a hunger and thirst that God is, actually developing in us when we don't sense the com- his comfort. Yeah. We don't feel the goodness of that peace yeah. right now. Um, there's something about um, absence making the heart grow fonder. 
there's something about uh, food tastes the best when we're hungry and water mm -hmm. is the best when we're thirsty. Yeah. And there's something about God training in us um, this desire and this need for him. Um, trying to think of when that, where, ugh, there's a verse, I can't tell you, uh, forgetting where it is. I don't know if it's first Corinthians, I think it's first Corinthians. You know, this I think is a little bit of a, we see it's first Corinthians, not second, uh, 12 or 13. We see now dimly, yeah. right. But, in the, in, in, but we'll see fully then face to face. Yeah. Then face to face so in, yeah. a, in a mirror dimly. And that feels at times, I think that dimness feels like it's not there. Right. You know, it's like, um, and so to this person or any one of us that would, that would feel like, I don't know if I'm, if God's, the, the goodness that comes with God's peace is really coming from God right now in the spirit, or if it's only coming from others, I'd say that feels really normal. And in the moments that we're not feeling from others or from God, man, be grateful for where you're feeling it from others. And also in the moments where you're getting it mostly from the spirit um, be quick to share that with others because other people need it now with and from you. Um, so that good, that's why we are meant to worship in community and be in community. Um, we're called as God's people. We have individual agency and also do this collectively because God is giving, um, peace to us, the goodness of God's peace we experience. And when they're, when we have the ups and downs of it, that's where the one others become even more crucial. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in, in a, odd sort of way, I I am somewhat encouraged that there are Christians brother, Christian brothers and sisters in the past who uh, whose lives were, you know, really impacted by the gospel and were they were used in great ways for the gospel, but suffered from depression through yeah. a good bit of their lives. So so sometimes you can feel, you know, if if you're if you're, you know, in a slump like that, if you're suffering from depression, there must be something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, there yeah, are challenge, yeah. there are great opportunities now that weren't available back uh, many years ago to help uh, people going through times of depression. But you know, Spurgeon suffered with depression through his whole life. One yeah. of the, you know, if you were to name ten preachers from the time Christ ascended to now, who would be in your top 10? Spurgeon probably be in that list somewhere. And yet much of his life was characterized by bouts of severe depression. Um, and yet he was useful for the purposes of God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, and even in those sufferings, they probably in some ways sharpened his ministry. Yes. Um, yeah. The credibility that gets built sometimes yes. in your message. And, yeah. 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 So, I find that to be somewhat of an encouragement in an odd sort of way that yeah. that that doesn't mean that there is something functionally wrong with my faith. There might be some areas that I need to work on. There might be some help I need to invite in yeah. uh, brothers and sisters, trained people, whoever the case may be. But um, that just having those seasons of depression isn't necessarily a, a disqualifying factor. Yeah. Which sometimes you can think uh, there must be something really that absolutely fundamental be a, wrong with Yeah, it. absolutely can be a temptation yeah. to feel that way. Yeah, and it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's good. So. That's good. Well, Bob, thanks for jumping in right after the service. Yeah, well, Join thanks for doing this. Like I said, I you probably don't have the luxury for a Sunday afternoon nap, given you have four kids at home. But I'm uh, about to get home, catch up, and see where we're at on lunch and naps and figure it out. Yeah. Go yeah. from there. <laughs>
Sometimes with four kids at home, you never know what to expect. That's for sometimes. sure. So, and by right. the way, for those of you who were at the 830 service, okay. Miles was fine. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it. You know, someone came up to me afterwards like, hey, that story, is he okay? Because I told a story about him getting hit last weekend with a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a hard metal bat, but he got he got some good, he got some good, he got a good hit. Good cut, some stitches. Yeah. But I didn't actually say in the first service that he turned out okay. <laughs> Leave him hanging. I left him hanging. Come back for more. So... Hey, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us on the B-Side Podcast, just like you did, if you did, at service, our worship service on Sunday. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday. We'll continue in the Goodness of God series. Yes. I think Matt's back next Matt's, Sunday. Matt is, it goes Matt and then Scott Zeller. Scott Zeller. And then Matt to yeah. finish us off. So Excellent. three more weeks in Goodness yeah. of God. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you then. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.